So the Xbox Series X Ease event has been officially announced for July 23rd. Facebook and WhatsApp have halted reviews of Hong Kong demands for user data. And a tiny Xbox controller has been created for Microsoft's xCloud service. Those are today's three top stories. Let's get started with our first one. I'm Mr. Donald World and my name is Luke. Completely forgot the order I normally do things in, but hey, let's go. So, <coughs> Halo Infinite is going to be a big start on Microsoft's July 23rd show. I'm not too happy with myself about this, not going to lie. So, basically, what's going on here is I'm... I probably won't be able to do an episode that week. So, that will mean... Because it's some holidays and I'm meeting up with a friend on July 23rd. So... I probably won't be able to get it now. It does hit 12 p.m. ET. Hey Google, what time is 12 p.m. ET in GMT? In British time even. 1600 Monday in Greenwich Mean Time. What about in British time? 1700 Monday in United Kingdom. Yeah, that's really annoying because I probably won't be back to watch it straight away. Now, yes, I could watch it a bit later and I probably will do whatever I can do to get an episode out, but... You know, it's just annoying because I'm going to be away on that day. So, yeah. Now, uh, as you can probably guess, Halo Infinite is going to be the star of the show. Now, for those of you who missed it, a couple of weeks ago, 343 Industries teased a trailer. Showed a trailer that revealed the banished antagonists are returning for the next big instalment. However, there will be more than just Halo. So Microsoft has been acquiring game studios and there are now 15 studios in total. Xbox, Xbox fans, including myself, are hoping to see what those studios are working on for Series X. Now, Microsoft did recently create a Fable placeholder Twitter account and also extended to Fable trademark to cover USB chargers, portable speakers, headphones and more. Microsoft did also release a Hellblade 2 teaser during the Series X unveiling last year, so there'll probably be more from Ninja Theory about that. Uh, Psychonauts 2 is still due in 2020 from Double Fine, and from what I can tell, there will be more about Forza and Gears of War, and how they're going to adapt to more powerful hardware in the Series X. Now, there is also the new Everwild game, which was revealed in November. So, there are definitely lots that's going on. Uh, there could also be surprises like a new Perfect Dark or Banjo Kazooie game. Now, there is a bit of information we do know about some of this stuff and something that we can make some inferences on. So, normally in the Gears of War franchise, I'm just going to search this now to make sure I'm not wrong. But if I search it, Gears. Of war video game series. I look at the games. Please don't have their years of release. Yeah, so they typically have so far released them two to. So Gears of War 1 was released two years before Gears of War 2. We then had a three year wait for Gears of War 3. Gears of War 4. The next kind of big mainstream Gears of War game was then released in 2016. So, 
two years after that. Then the game of 2016, the Gears 5 game was released in 2019. So, personally, to feed from what I can tell from that, I wouldn't count on a new game coming out this year. That doesn't mean that a new Gears game coming out this year. I'm not going to say that they won't announce a new Gears game coming soon, but bear in mind they are showing off Gears 5 as Series X Enhanced. It definitely doesn't seem like there'll be one within launch window. So we could be waiting another three years, possibly possibly 2021, probably 2022. But, you know, we'll just have to see what happens. The Coalition and... No, sorry. The Initiative. I get so confused between the game studios. Uh, the Initiative is rumoured to be working on bringing back an older uh, game. An older game on the Xbox franchise. A lot of people are hoping that is Fable, but Microsoft have also released a statement saying that that currently has no kind of that kind of has no nothing to do with a new Fable game. But we don't know whether that's actually what will happen. <coughs> but who knows? We could find some interesting stuff out. Now, as for the um, Halo fran- as for the Forza franchise of games, I don't know. See, in terms of Forza, it's a bit more circumspect. So, for what we know about Forza, we normally release one every. Let me see. Let me again take a look at the Forza at the Forza game series. So, I look at the games. So they normally release it. So Forza Motorsport was released in 2005, and <coughs> normally it's every other year or so um, for the mainstream Forza Motorsport games. Now they did miss that with, yeah, they missed that with Forza Motorsport 8. Has they released Forza Motorsport? Six in 2015 and Forza Motorsport 7 in 2017. Then in 2018 and 2019, they've released things related to Forza Horizon 4. Forza Horizon 4 was released in 2018. And I believe this is the LEGO Expand, yeah, LEGO Speed Champions, which was released last year. Now, if you look at Forza, Forza Horizon game releases, you see that it's roughly. I do not see Forza Horizon 3. Uh, okay, so hang on. <coughs> so Forza Horizon 1 was released in 2012. Forza Horizon 2 was released in 2015. Horizon 3. I know it was released. It was released in 2016. So, yeah, that would have been between the last two Forza Motorsports. So, kind of a small passing that doesn't always go, but has for the last... Actually, no, I can't even say that, to be honest. Um, so, the last Forza Motorsport game I actually owned in terms of Motorsport was Forza Motorsport 
5. The last Forza Horizon game I owned is Forza Horizon 4, so the most recent one. So in terms of Forza, I don't really get it every time one comes out. But it's definitely a good game and I do hope that they release a new one coming out this year. So for all we know it could be announced at this first party games event. And it's not like it's incredibly unlikely. We're fairly likely to see that come out. And as I said for Gears of War, we could see a small announcement about the next Gears, but I don't see that as being too likely. As for Everwild, I don't really know what it's like gonna be. It looks it definitely looks like a um you know, it definitely looks like a kind of adventure, wildness adventure game. But how the story kind of set and how it takes place is kind of a major mystery of that. Uh, now I'm going to go into our second kind of Microsoft story, which is that there's a tiny Xbox controller and it's designed for Microsoft's xCloud service. Now 8BitDo has worked with Microsoft officially to create this controller. So it's an official controller partnered with Microsoft and 8BitDo is a company that specialises in retro and modern alternative gamepads. So what they've done is they previously made a retro NES controller and they've basically gone ahead and adapted that for a Project X Cloud for Project X Cloud. So it's designed to be compatible with all Android smartphones and tablets and has a Bluetooth connection. It has a USB-C port for charging and the battery should last for around 18 hours. It also ships with a clip to attach to phones with adjustable positioning. 8-bit uh, 8-bit do has worked with Microsoft to license this controller and show it's fully functional. There's even going to be separate software to allow you to customize button mapping and adjust stick and trigger sensitivity. The button supports profiles, much like the Elite controller in that way, so you can switch between custom button loadouts. It will launch for 45 US dollars. I'm sorry, I don't have UK pricing. And will be shipping on September 21st. Now, as far as we are aware, the 8-bit do's September launch date is completely unrelated to Microsoft's own plans for xCloud to be launched as part of Xbox Game Pass later this year. 8-bit do is fairly recognised as they made a $20 key keychain controller for the Switch, a cute mini controller for the Switch Lite, some classic Sega Genesis controllers and a retro NES controller. So they're not new to this space at all and I personally hope that this is a good kind of a good thing to use but again we'll just have to kind of wait and see. Now from what I can tell it has all your usual Xbox buttons but the actual oh I just noticed this positioning of the um positioning of the thumb steps sticks is actually different so this might be good for you if you're a PlayStation fan actually so it's not exactly like PlayStation positioning, but both of the thumbsticks are in the center of the controller. I literally just noticed this when looking over the photo of it. They're both in the center. So if, you're, so if you need a PlayStation controller, as you probably do, then you'll know that both of them are in the center. So 
So that's just where they are on this. That's quite good actually. <coughs> so, you know, that's going to be good to see. I am quite interested to see why they've gone with that. It's very different to the current Xbox uh, production, but apart from that, everything looks almost exactly the same. So, yeah, that's interesting. I would probably like to give that a go if it wasn't 45 quid. So, you know. Anyway, it's officially known as the SN30 Pro for Xbox controller, and it's available for, on Amazon for pre-order today. Our final story today is from TechCrunch. So the last few have both been from The Verge, and our final one is from TechCrunch. And Facebook and WhatsApp have halted processing demands for user data from Hong Kong authorities following the information of a new, sorry, following the, the introduction of a new Beijing imposed national security law. <coughs> now, a Facebook spokesperson has told TechCrunch it will pause the processing of data demands until it can better understand the new national security law, including formal human rights due diligence and consultations with human rights experts. They apparently they have stated that they believe freedom of expression is a fundamental human right and support the right of people to express themselves without fear for their safety or other repercussions. The Facebook suspension also applied to WhatsApp, which it owns. Now, this suspension was first reported by the Wall Street Journal, and Twitter has also followed, followed suit. Because, start quote, given the rapid pace at which the national security law in China has been passed and that it was only published in its entirety for the first time last week, our teams are reviewing the law to assess its implications, particularly as some of the terms of the law are vague and without clear definition, end quote. So, they're definitely looking into kind of human rights and they don't seem to want to really give away any much of this stuff. Telegram on Monday reported that they will no longer process data requests from Hong Kong authorities. Now, tech giants have long seen Hong Kong as a friendly outpost in Asia as a semi-independent city, na city nation state. Whilst it was under the control of Beijing under the one country, two systems principles, Hong Kong had previously had far greater freedoms from mainland China. But under the new national security law imposed unilaterally by the Chinese government on June 30th, it basically undermined any protections Hong Kong nationals had. It... Yeah, so it's now removed provisions for authorities to require a court order before it can command, demand data from internet companies. And one industry leader who chairs a Hong Kong ISP association said internet providers would have little choice but to comply with the new law. Now, most tech giants are probably on notice with Beijing, as they made some pretty sweeping bans against Western tech giants, including Facebook and Twitter on the mainland. Uh, WhatsApp is highly popular in Hong Kong alongside Telegram and WeChat, so we'll have to wait and see how that goes. Now, I'm not a law expert, I'm not an expert or any of this, but it kind of shame to see Hong Kong having the small freedoms it enjoys kind of being taken away. It would be nice to see that they're still a part of China that had a bit of freedom in this regard. But, you know, 
Uh, also, just small notes on what the UK is doing about this, as Hong Kong did actually, Hong Kong did actually used to be the UK territory. There is something going around about them offering free citizenship or citizenship to millions of people in Hong Kong. So there might be some hope for people who decide they want to leave and hopefully they can. So that's kind of everything for today. I think, yeah, I'm definitely kind of looking, kind of interesting to see what happens with the new security law, if it does have any other implications for tech giants or not. But for now, this is all we know. One thing I'm definitely glad about though is about the tech news droughts. Tech news drought does definitely seem to be open. I mean, it, there's another story here. It literally just came through an hour ago before I kind of started getting my things ready for this episode. Sorry, after I got my things ready for this episode, I should say. Um, Supreme Court rules against law allowing debt debt collection robocalls to cell phones. <coughs> yeah, so. The Supreme Court today decided debt collectors can no longer make robocalls to cell phones. So, this is actually, you know, this is kind of the line between technology and not, but I'd say it counts. Let's go into it. Um, basically, the law cited for this denying the, is the Telephone Consumer Protection Act of 1991 which prohibits almost all robocalls to cell phones. However, in 2015, Congress added a provision that allowed debt collection robocalls on government-backed loans, things like student loans, mortgages, past taxes, and so forth. Now, the American Association of Political Consultants and three other organizations filed a suit aimed to invalidate the entirety of the TCPA so as to make it possible to make political robocalls to cell phones. Six of the, however, six of the nine justice, justices have decided to invalidate the 2015 exception instead, thinking about the 2015 update, impermissibly favoured debt collection speech over political and other speech in violation of the First Amendment. The Supreme Court also saw no reason to dismantle the TCPA as it functions without debt collection exception. Start quote, the remainder of the law is capable of functioning independently and would be fully operative as a law. Severing this relatively narrow exception to a broad robocall restriction fully cures the First Amendment unequal treatment pr- problem and does not raise any other constitutional problems. The 2015 government debt exception, exception must be invalidated and severed from the remainder of the statute. End quote. So, yeah, see what I mean though, there's lots of tech news just coming out and I'm definitely glad to see this sort of stuff coming out. So, yeah, if I don't stop now, I could definitely, I could probably go on for a while. Monday is definitely a good day for tech news. So anyway, that is everything for today's episode and I don't think we're going to make it to 20 minutes, but you know, I don't mind that. Also, if you're wondering... If you may have looked on the YouTube channel and noticed they're not all on there, all of the kind of last seven ones weren't on there yesterday. Basically, if there's a small uploading glitch going on on my computer, in fact, it is still uploading. Yeah, it's still currently uploading uh, new episodes as I record this one. 
So hopefully it'll finish soon, but I'll see what I can do. Anyway, my name is Luke, this is Nine Digital World. I'll see you in tomorrow's episode. Thank you for listening.